Blog Talk Radio. I went down to the crossroads. I fell down on my knees. Mm. Went out there by the crossroads, y'all. Had a feeling that it brought me to my knees. I just asked the Lord for, for mercy. Help me if you please. Way out there in the crossroads. I try to flag a ride. What happened? Down the crossroads. Trying to flag a ride. Ain't gonna be like nobody seemed to know me. Everybody passed me by. I'm going down. I think I'm gonna try to get down that road there. Keep my rider by my side. Oh, you know, I heard there's something going on there in New Road. Ride by my side. They say you can still bear it out, baby. Cause it's right there on the on the riverside. Oh, you can run. You can run, you can run. Tell my good friend Willie Brown. The boy. Tell my good friend Willie Brown. I'm standing there at the crossroads, y'all. I believe I'm sinking down. What'd you say? <laughs> I say I'm not gonna hunt you down. I've been looking all through these numbers looking for you. Sweet baby Jesus, I've been here listening to the last half of the song. Now look, we ain't gonna start the New Year's on in a mess now. All right. <laughs> and I'm calling you out in the chat room and everything. <laughs> Well, you know, I gotta be updated. I gotta stay up to date with technology. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Um, so I have some things I want to say, just you know, really in general about the show. 
And I think I would like to do that, if that's okay, before, Mark, are you willing to start us off with a prayer? Yes, I am. All right, let's Let's get it on. Heavenly God, we thank you for allowing us to carry us through the year 2014 and all the years in the past, Holy Father. We call on you, Holy Father, and all of our spiritual protectors to cover us this year in the year 2015 and to open our roads, Holy Father, so that we may prosper and move forward. We ask, Holy Father, that you cut and clear all those things that no longer serve us immediately, Holy Father, and prosper us, Holy Father, to thy kingdom them come, Holy Father. In the name of the Holy Trinity, we pray this. Amen. Amen. That was fabulous. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So really quickly, if you would like to log in and ask questions, you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash old style conjure. I know some are, you know, some like to listen at Facebook, but we can't listen, we can't hear your questions that way. So if you want to log in, then you can chat with us. Or if you would like to call in, which, um, yeah, if it's more convenient to listen in on your phone, you can call in at 347-237-4264, and you can just sit there and listen. Or if you push number one, then we know that you would like to join in on the conversation, which would be super exciting. So tonight we've got Mama Star from OldStyleConjure.com. And as you all know, listening, she's got her amazing books, her conjure cards, which speak so clearly. I love them. Her dollies, her boxes, oils, kits, anything you can think of over there at oldstyleconjure.com. And we have Dr. Lovebug. You can find him at Facebook, no period, Dr. D-R, Dr. Lovebug Conjure. You can find him at Facebook. And then there's me, Katie. I'm at um, ittybittywitch.com. All right, here we are. <laughs> Ready to start. Ready to start. Ready yes, we start. are. Well, first of all, I just wanted to wish y'all a happy New Year's. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Miss Katie, man, but New Year's Day is my birthday. So <gasps> I had a very blessed New Year's with my family and my friends, and I just have to say God is good. <laughs> oh, happy new year. Happy birthday. That's exciting. Thank mm-hmm. you, ma'am. <laughs> You're welcome. Was, thank you very much. It was great. And I'm still enjoying it. I'm still in that birthday mode. You know, I'm you know, I'm just in, this is my it's my power day. This is my power month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's powerful all around. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> How about you, Mama Star? What's new? Oh, the academy took off with a big bang, and everything's going good over there. Got some good students hungry to learn, and things are just running smooth. Life's good, real good. We're going to give some works tonight that's going to help people if they kind of stuck, get get all that out of the way and get to moving into the new year the right way. Awesome. Everybody be prosperous. Um, I am pleased to report that I boxed up and have ready to ship out 81 books that I just got ordered in the last two days. See, God is good. Right? I'm starting off with a prosperous year, too. Yes. I love sending products all around the world. 
you. I think it's really cool. That is wonderful. That really is wonderful, Miss Katie, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. I was very happy. Very happy. Um, so I wonder if you guys have any feelings. We sort of talked about this a little bit. I don't know if we really um, wrapped it up on our last show. What are you guys looking for in the year 2015? What do you feel is coming down? I think, and I could be wrong, you know, I'm, but I feel like this is the year for everybody to move forward. It's just a feeling, you know, For and I've prayed on it and prayed about it, and for everybody just to move forward and move up to another level. I think that the ancestors are just running wild, and they are drawing people to where they're supposed to be. I think that they are are uh, going to get us on the right track if we're not on the right track. And the one thing that folks need to understand about uh, the ancestors is that either you move forward or you're made to move forward. <laughs> so we really don't have a choice. And it's always for our own good, you see. And it's funny that sometimes folks really fight what is good for them, what they should be doing. And and we, we just feel like we don't want, I've done it, everybody's done it, you know. And we just feel like, well, that's not the right road for us. And it's the right road for us, but it's something within us that fears that step, you see. Nobody wants to fail, nobody. And so we're afraid that if we take that big step, take that big chance, then it's a possibility that we might fall flat on our face. Well, okay, if you do, get your wet, white wash rag, clean your face off, and let's move forward in, in, in the same direction. Just maybe you missed a step, you see. When we don't follow uh, the things that we are supposed to be doing, we're blocking our own self, and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that we're the ones throwing up some of those roadblocks, and a lot of us are too quick to point the finger and blame it on Sally, Joe, Jerry, and Jim down the street when it's us doing it ourselves. So we have to this year, everybody needs to set a goal, and I'm not talking about a resolution or none of that crap. I'm talking about a goal that every day you are going to strive to meet that goal. It doesn't matter if it's paying one bill off. It doesn't matter if it's buying tires for your vehicle. It doesn't matter if it's putting new plumbing in your home. It does not matter what that goal is. But the thing is that it's important that we meet this goal, because if we step forward and we say, okay, ancestors, okay, spirits, okay, God, I trust in you, I believe in you, and I know for a fact that as I'm speaking this goal, it's going to be made. And you will be surprised. Don't worry about where it's coming from. Don't worry about how it's going to get there. Just have the faith to know. A lot of folks have lost faith. And without faith, you don't have nothing. You can burn every candle in the world. You can say every prayer and do lip service. 
to the ancestors and to God or your God or whoever you're speaking to, but that's all it is is lip service. If I say, Lord, I need me a new sofa because mine has just had it. It just, I can't have people in my house because the sofa is so bad for them to sit on, I'm embarrassed. And then in the next breath, I say, well, Lord, you know, I know I asked for a sofa, but I'm broke, and I don't have the money to get that sofa. So what I've done is I've asked for something, and then I shut the door on it. Because I asked for it, and then I turned around and told God and my ancestors I basically wasted their time because I knew all along I wasn't getting my damn sofa. And I'm just using the sofa as an example. If you're broke, you don't have money, then start you a money can. It's so simple and easy. Every day feed that can, I made money today, or I paid this bill today. If you sit on your behind and you wait for somebody to do something for you, you're never going to get nowhere and you're never going to get anything. You have to take that chance, you have to believe, and you have to trust your ancestors and your God and the spirits that walk with you, they're going to meet your need because you've asked, you trust, and you believe. And people in 2015, you better start believing and having faith in what's going on. You cannot wait for somebody to do something for you. You have to do it for yourself. You have to take that stand and say, look, this is it. Today, I'm ready, and I know this, this, and this is going to happen. And I want to speak on another thing. You know, when we have clutter in our life, we have clutter in our spirit. And some of my students know this story, and I might have talked about it online before, but I really want to talk about this. You know, everybody in their life has things that go wrong with them. Maybe when you was growing up, there wasn't enough food. Maybe when you was growing up, there wasn't enough uh, personal items for for uh, doing daily cleaning and stuff. Maybe there wasn't whatever, clothes, underwear, socks, whatever it is in your life. So when you grow up and you have the means to get it, we tend to hoard it. And I'm guilty of this. And I will say, one of my biggest things was food. My children not having enough food in their mouths. It did not matter that my cabinets were busted, overflowing with food. I could not break the habit of being so damn poor that I didn't know where the next bite of food was coming for my children. And so I got into this habit. If it was on sale, I would buy it. 
it, even if I didn't need it, I would buy it. It got so bad till my children would come here and take things, and I never even missed it. And they would say, Mom, we're going home shopping. <laughs> and so that's how they looked at this. They looked at this house as a store, as a place where they could come here and find anything that they needed, shampoo, toilet paper, food, rice, whatever it was, there was plenty of it. And so then one day, a year ago, I think it's been about a year, I decided that I was going to clean up. And I was going to clean all my cabinets out, and I was going to... uh, wash everything down and just clean it up. And so my daughter could vouch for this, and one of her friends was here, and so I got to taking all these canned goods out. And my daughter was like, my God, Mama, where in the hell did you have all this stuff put at? It was in the cabinets, and this is no lie. I don't lie. And my daughter can say that this is true. Katie knows this is true because my daughter told her I had three large garbage bags, garbage bags of canned goods in one small cabinet, three shelves and a bottom drawer where I kept salt. Salt, I had tons of salt, tons of pepper, tons of everything. The one damn thing I didn't have was a can of corn. There was not one can of corn in this whole house. So let me tell y'all what, and I'm not kidding either. That like to make me have a breakdown. So what do we do? I straighten everything up, and I tell my daughter, I need to go shopping tomorrow. And she goes, Mom, for what? You just got rid of all of this stuff. What do you need to go shopping for? And I was like, really? I want corn. What if I want to cook corn? And she was like, okay, we'll go and and get corn. So we go to the store, and I tell y'all, this was the craziest shit I have ever felt in my life. (laughs) I went down the aisle to get the corn, and my daughter was like, Mom, why not get uh, a bag of corn and just leave that space open? And I was like, okay. And I'll try, and I'm telling y'all, folks, I almost had a damn panic attack before I got out of the grocery store. My daughter was like, Mom, you know, slow down, stop, 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 wait, wait, wait. But I couldn't. I had to get out of there. But the thing is, that was very hard for me to do. But the thing is, Once, and that space is still open in my cabinet where that corn went. That space is still there, and you know what's happened? I started losing weight. I don't even diet, but I started losing weight. All the things that used to bother me that I had a fear of not having, not doing, not not making it, uh, or not, not having what I needed, all of that stuff within this year and, and however long it's been has slowly just gone away, you see. And so basically what I was doing was saying, yes, Lord, 
yeah, I know that you are going to provide for me, but I can't leave an open space. You see? Mm -hmm. Because I might need that. I might need what goes in that space. So I can't have an open space. I trust you, but I don't trust you that much. You see, I don't trust you enough to fill that space when I need it. Y'all see what I'm telling y'all? you got to clear it out. You've got to leave an empty space for God and the ancestors to fill with the things that you truly need. Whether it's a can of corn, a car, a sofa, a bill that's got to be paid, whatever it is, you have to leave an open space. So my challenge to all of y'all is clear them, clear your cabinet out in the kitchen where your food is and leave one open space, just big enough for one can to fit there. And don't put nothing there, nothing. And then slowly watch the changes that happens in your life. That damn can of corn was one of the hardest things that I have ever ever had to face in my life because it was something that I had to recognize that was in myself that I was holding myself back because I didn't trust enough and I had that damn fear from a young girl not from my family not from my parents but from somebody that I chose that I thought was right. Oh, yeah, he was right all right. Yeah, he taught me a whole lot, a whole lot. (laughs) So we have to leave that open space. Leave it. Leave that one little space and trust in God, the ancestors and the spirits that walk with us that we are going to have what we need when we need it. So, Mama Star, for you, it was fear of not having enough for your children. Yes. I am really comfortable with totally bare cupboards. I can see what's in there. I like that better. However, my bookshelves, there's no space in my bookshelves. There's no space in my art supplies. So I wonder if I need to create a space there. Like maybe we all need to look at where are you holding on to way too much stuff? Clear out your space there. Because it it would be easy for me to just, oh, my cupboard, look, right here. That would be easy for me. A little too easy. I've done this. To, today I've been working. My daughter and my granddaughter were here, and they were helping me. You know, and no melt, no meltdowns, you know. I was cool with it. But, you know, I, I'm in my bathroom, I have some nice shelves my husband built me, and that's where our personal, you know, cleansing items and stuff. And I started pulling all this stuff down, and I was like, oh, my God. I had five packs of female wipes. Who has that many packs? Shit, you mm-hmm. use it, and then you go buy, you go buy some, some more, you know. And my daughter was like, "Thank mm-hmm. you, Mama." My granddaughter was like, "Thank you, Mama. We needed these." 
until they took them home, you know. But you got to clean that space out. I found makeup that I had been hunting for that was in an extra holder uh, that I had put up on the top shelf, and you couldn't see it because there was too much up there. Yep. You see? And so you've got to start cleaning out. You've got to. If your money ain't right, clean out them cobwebs. I'm telling y'all this works. This works. And I'm going to tell y'all something else. I have not had a cigarette in three years. And I stopped smoking just at the bat of an eye, but I worked my way up to it. Because every time I would light a damn cigarette, I'd say, oh, I don't smoke no more. I'd be puffing away, just puffing my heart out. And I'd say, oh, I don't smoke no more. I don't even like it. But I don't care if anybody else smokes. I put that shit out, light up another one, and I just kept repeating it over and over and over. And you know what? After a while, I really didn't smoke no more. And I don't, you can puff up the room till it's full of smoke. That mess don't bother me. I don't want a cigarette, don't care about it, but I don't care if other people smoke. I never want to be one of those non-smokers who um, quit smoking, but then they bitched and griped about everybody else smoking, you see. Mm-hmm. I never want to be like that. And so I literally kept telling spirit kept telling the ancestors, kept saying over and over and over and over again, I don't, I don't, I don't. And then one morning, I didn't. So that tells me, proves to me, that when we say, oh, my God, I don't have the money to pay my rent. Guess what, baby? Uh You really ain't going to have the money to pay that rent. Because something is going to keep happening to make sure that you don't have it because you've claimed it. We've got to quit claiming stuff. We've got to. If you're going to claim something, then you wake up every morning and you say, I am in good health, I have plenty of money, I have all that I need, and I have all that I want. And baby, before too long, you're going to have exactly that. All you need, all you want, and everything is going to run smooth. Are you not going to have issues sometimes? Well, of course you are. That's life. That's life. You know, you, you can't be uh, uh, in a hole somewhere and think, oh, well, you know, now I've claimed all this stuff, so nothing is ever going to uh, uh, get in my way. Of course things are, you know. But what you do is instead of, bowing down to it and kneeling down and saying, oh, my God, I can't, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get this done. No, what you say is, okay, we're going to find a way either over it, around it, or under it and get it done. Get it done. And when you start in that mindset, then things start changing for you. Things start. They, They start moving along. You know, I wanted a new car. And this is the truth. I wanted a new car because I wanted to drive to California. And I didn't want to take my truck that I had because it was not really in that good of shape. So what happened was I did that little money can that I just told you all about earlier, and I wrote in there a new car, and I put it in there, and I started throwing money in there. 
I paid for my new car today. I paid for my new car today. Guess what happened? Mama got two cars. Not one, but two of them. So this works. You just have to get out of the old habit of cramming everything in and filling yourself up with all this stuff. Leave an open space. Leave an open space. In your cabinets, uh, in your purse. I have a zipper that I don't put anything in in my bag. Nothing. Nothing goes there. Absolutely nothing. You have to, and I've had to learn this the hard way. That's why I'm telling y'all, don't be like me and have to learn the hard way. Leave some open spaces. Get in those cabinets, straighten them can goods up, move them around, and leave you a space there. Get that money can going. You can call it a bill can. You can call it, I don't care what you call it. Just so long as you feed that can and you claim that whatever it is you need and you want is yours because you've paid for it. You can drop a penny a day in there. The thing is, be realistic. Set your goal, a goal that you can can meet. And I want to touch on that, too. Don't set no goal that you know that you do not have the means to meet. Because that's just as bad as saying, Lord, our ancestors, help me get this, and then you're going to turn around and talk out the side of your mouth and say, yeah, I know that I could have that. I just don't know how I'm going to have it. So if you set a goal that you're out timing yourself, then that ain't right neither. Set you a small goal. Meet that goal. Start another one and start another one and start another one. That's what this work is all about. This work is all about helping people help themselves, helping people get what they need in their life. This is what conjure is all about. This is what the ancestors suffered for, for the knowledge for us to be able to help ourselves and to be able to protect ourselves and to be able to make a way for ourselves and our families in our lives. So we got to shake things up and we got to get to moving around. Because if you don't, your ancestors are going to make sure that you do. This is the year for it, y'all. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. I feel it in my heart, in my bones, in my stomach. This is everybody's year to gather what they want and what they need in their lives to be happy and to be prosperous. Um, So for those folks who have a really hard time putting one foot in front of the other, just feel like I don't even know where to get started, I don't know how to make this work for me, what kind of advice do you have for them, whether it's cleansing or uncrossing, how can they just get the energy to see through it? The first thing that, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The first thing that you have to do is, one, you have to know. you got to know, y'all. you got to know. And I know my folks get tired of hearing me say this, but I'm going to continue saying it. you got to know that whatever you want and need will bring 
there to be provided for. The money's going to come some way. It's going to come to you some way, whether somebody gives it, whether uh, you find it, whether you 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 get a, a a gift of money, you get a new job, whatever it is, it's going to come. But first off, you have to stop. And this does come with cleansing, Katie. You have to do a good cleansing. And then your mind's going to be fresh. And it takes time, y'all, to change those thoughts. It takes time. I'm telling y'all. Lots of time, but as long as you keep speaking it, within a month or two, you're going to automatically, when something breaks or you need something, you'll be like, well, you know, I don't have the money right now, but I know it's coming. And then you're going about your business, and before you know it, boom, that money's there. You don't think about it. And you know money work. People have kind of like a misconception of money work. I have I have been doing it for a long time. I'm fairly good at it. I wouldn't say I'm the best. I don't think I'm the best at anything, uh, but I am pretty good at it. And the thing with money work is that don't expect a big uh, windfall. If you start your money can and you start feeding it and you have a bill that's fifty nine ninety five, and you pay that bill, and then somebody that owed you six $70 comes and gives you your $70, then you've made what? Your money back for that bill plus $10. So, therefore, what happened? Your money work worked. If you spend $20 and somehow you get back $25 or $30, then your money work worked because you're, all, you're making back what you spent plus a little extra. That's why it's important to feed that can. And you've got to stop saying, I can't. And you've got to start saying, I will and I can and I'm going to. That needs to be your motto. And, you know, it's easy for us to get drugged down, to let folks drag us down, and to... Get in a rut, and the funny thing is that once you get into a rut, it's hard to get out of it. It's very hard. And so now this is a fresh year, a new start to get moving on your prosperity and the things that you need for you and your family for the year. That was deep. That was deep, Mama. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> God, I feel deep. like I've been talking for hours. Oh Jesus! Oh, Mama, you're good. Well, uh, we had a question in the chat room from uh, Brother King Justice. Um, he asked how do uh, how do you set up your money cans, and that they use lodestone or magnets. So I think maybe we should, uh, you know, address that question. Now, the way I would do uh, my money can is, of course, you have to clean your cans out. You need to say your prayers. You, um, you know, I petition the Holy Trinity, and I petition my ancestors and all the spirits that walk with me. And what I do is I tell, I put, I hold everything that I'm going to use to my mouth, and I say my prayers over all my items, you know, my herbs, 
my roots, my money, most importantly. Why do you do that, Mark? Why do you do that? Because the words have power. Your words have power, and they bring life to everything that you're trying to do. Perfect. I'm, that's that's why I do it. And then what I uh, also do is, you know, of course, the way you taught me, I put my photo in my money can. So I don't just put my money in my petitions, but I actually put my photo, a fresh photo, a fresh photo inside that can of me that I've taken after I've cleansed myself because I don't want to put, I want to start off clean for that work. I mean, that's the best way I can explain it. I mean, that's, that's I don't even know if I should talk about this, but that's that's what I do. I'll, I'll do a really good cleansing but, uh, beforehand, just like I cleanse my items, take a fresh picture, and then I'll put hold it to my mouth, say my prayers, put my, my special, write my Bible verse over that photo and put that at the bottom of my can with my magnet on top and my herbs and roots sprinkled clockwise, and then I put that in a cross candle set up. I mean, that's the way I do it. Um, would you like to talk about how you do it, Katie, ma'am? Um, let's see. Let me go over to mine and let me remember how I got it set up. Yep, definitely the cross set up for sure. I don't have a picture of mine, but um, I love I love that idea. That got me thinking I need to use one. I have one of Mama Star's um, um, Goldie money dollies, and she sits on top oh, of my, yes. my money can. So, you know, she can keep it safe and she can keep stuff pulling in. I have an egg near there to protect it, um, make sure my money stays in the house that I need. Um about all I have to add. I've got some crystals facing it to amplify any money that comes in to to make it um to make it grow. Got a money tree over there. I have a whole little money altar happening. Oh hey, I y'all, I think I, O'Ryan's on. I think O'Ryan's on. I didn't recognize the number but I think this is or is it not him? Katie, I think I text you. Sorry. Oh, no, never mind, never mind. Well, no, I just I want to say that I love your setup, Miss Katie. I love everything you said. I just love it. And just for, um, just for folks so folks will understand, can you explain to them why you put the egg inside the can? Because some folks are probably scratching their heads about that one. <laughs> well, I have a very good teacher, Mark, and her name is Mama Star. <laughs> and um, her, I don't remember which book I read that out of. Was it, was that in your money book? What I was think it? So. What is it? Or maybe the Conjure Workbook. What was it? I missed that. that. Was... Oh, to put an egg, to put an egg um, by your money can or on your money altar to protect your money and keep it safe. Well, yes, of course. Uh, because what happens is that if your money is thrown at or something happens, the egg will absorb the hit. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I usually change it out every month, but I'm looking at her, and it's it's probably been about six weeks, so maybe that's why I had to go to the mechanic today. Yep, and you know, you can, you can, those eggs, the funny thing is that when you set it on your altar like that, after a while, they become light. It's like there's nothing in there. 
like it's just an empty egg. Uh, oh, my it, God, what, what it, it is. Yeah, no. Mama, God, no. it's like a blown-out egg. Yep, yep. It's it's weird. It's weird how it does that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's an old conjure trick, yeah. Because the egg will soak soak up, and then what the work just eats the egg. Whatever's been thrown at you or what jealousies or whatever, uh, it eats the inside of the egg up. So it, it probably doesn't literally. Don't ever crack one to check it out. But it does feel like it's an empty egg. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, rule number one in conjure, if someone tells you not to do it, don't you kind of have to to see what's going on? You better not because let me tell you what, if you bust that egg open, then whatever it has pulled and pulled inside itself is going to be set oh, you free it. You let yeah. it out. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, my chickens aren't laying right now, and their eggs are the ones that I use. I usually have to wait till like, Groundhog Day before they start laying again. Right. So I guess I'm going to have to buy one. Ooh, that's exciting. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad you asked about that, The only way that that you could really bust that egg uh, is in the crossroads. Because it's going to, whatever's in there is going to get sucked down, so it's okay mm-hmm. if you throw it in the middle, in the center of the crossroad. Uh, some people will say you can give it to a tree. You can if it's away from people, like a wooded area, but don't do it near your house because I have an oak tree and that's over here in my yard. And this tree, I love this tree, and it's a good healing tree. It'll take a headache away from you. <clears throat> so I, when I would do cleansings, I used to throw the, the egg there for the tree to soak it up. Well, yeah, the only thing is that if you are doing more work, then that tree has time to soak up. It's got to go somewhere. So I got hit one time. It's been about 10 years ago, I guess. I was out there in my garden cleaning up, and I got too close to the tree, and I immediately got sick. I was in bed for two days. Oh, so you have to be careful where you dispose of those eggs at because they will draw like a magnet. A lot of people don't realize how powerful the eggs are. You know, they'll say, well, yeah, I do uh, spiritual cleansing with eggs and I brush myself down and I do this and I do that. Um, but if you leave that egg working, that egg will pull a lot, a whole lot. And it, it helps with your money. Yeah, I've seen that. Those eggs are pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Mhm. They really are. You know, I keep one behind my my door sometimes. Like if there's a lot of mess going on, you know, or I have clients that are coming here that are that have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. I put the egg behind the door. And then when they leave, I'll go throw it because it'll help pull that off. Brooms also will pull. Uh, If you turn the broom upside down with the head of it up, um, it keeps a lot of stuff out of your house. And, you know, brooms are very traditional. Not only can they sweep out, but they can sweep in also. And a lot of folks don't know that. Um, 
but uh, brooms are really, really good. Uh, you have to understand, though, if you put your broom head up, you're going to notice that your visitors to your house are going to go way down uh, because that's what it does. It keeps things out and it keeps folks out. And with the broom head down, well, then you just, you know, you're sweeping in whatever you want to bring in. Um, I have a little trick that I do when money gets tight. And another thing, y'all, and this may be superstitious, but I believe it and I'm not going to test it. Uh, My mama always taught us that if you go out one door, you come back in the same door. It's bad luck to go out one door and come in a different door. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm not going to test it. And I've done that my whole life. I've made my kids do it. If you, matter of fact, I keep my front door locked for that reason, where the kids can't go out the door we go in and out of and then just go around the house and not want to walk back around and come in the front door. I keep my front door locked. I'm, you know, I just, I just think that that's true. You know, I believe that she wouldn't have told us that when we were children, you know, and made us always do it. If we went out one door, we came back in that door. Uh, And so when you have money issues, you can take what little bit of money that you have in your wallet and you go outside, bring your broom, and you stand on the stoop and you chunk that money in, in your doorway then you step into the door and you start sweeping that money all through your house. Just sweeping, 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 sweeping. And before you know it, that money will, that plus some extra will come back. Don't know how it does it, but it does it. Mm, you're laying a track for that money so it knows where to go. Exactly. Come on in. Can we do that at our shops, too? Of course you can. Of course you can. That's really good for business. And another trick is that when you have a business, whether it's a small business or a a business in in a brick-and-mortar business, whatever it is, um, if you will find little small people, put it in a bowl, Put you a big magnet in there, put you some money in there, and cover them with syrup. Those people, it's going to pull those people to you. You see, your business will always have people coming. And I'll just set a candle down in the syrup and burn it. Uh Uh-huh. You see? And so, therefore, you're, you're telling your ancestor, spirit, God, you're telling them, you know, hey, look here. These people are coming to buy from me, and I know that. And so then you just feed your little boat with your people in it. You feed them, they'll come back. That sounds good. I love that word. That's a really good work, Mama. Thank you for sharing that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a great work, actually. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. <laughs> so one of my friends years ago taught me this trick to throw money in the in the doorway and um her rhyme was 
um, Sandy Hancock in Bakersfield. I'm not sure if anybody from Bakersfield is listening right now. Um, money come, money flow, money stay, money grow. And I would just throw it in my store and it would pick it up. Mm-hmm. All that money traveling around. Uh, but you see that me. broom. And another thing with the broom, don't ever switch back and forth, ever. Right. Because all you're doing is stirring up spirits in your house. Don't ever, ever sweep back and forth. What you do is you sweep in a long stroke, pick your broom up, bring it back to you, and then sweep again. Never uh-huh. back and forth. I got my butt whipped over that one from my grandma, so I remember that really well. Never back and forth, ever, because all you're doing is stirring up. Do you sweep from the outside in, like from the cor- from the walls to the center? I sweep my walls. Me and my son-in-law have this running little joke. Because not long after he got with my daughter, I wash my walls twice a year. So not long after he got with my daughter, guess what? It was wall washing time. That's a family (laughs) affair, baby. We take everything off the walls. Right? We take everything off the walls, and he was like, mother-in-law, what are you doing? I said, we picked some washed walls. And he looked at my daughter, and she was like, huh? She goes, oh, yeah, my mama washed them walls. And so what I do is start at the very top. I'll, if if I'm using my broom, because sometimes I will wash it with the broom, kind of like kill two birds with one stone. And dip the broom and come straight down with it and straight out to the center, and then I'll clean it up. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't so, say yeah, what you're washing it with. Huh? Okay. You didn't say what you're washing it with. Oh, I like Murphy's All Soap, y'all. And do y'all know that that is old school? I either use that or black, the Black Bottle Lysol. Black Bottle Lysol is the best thing, and that's old school. My daughter hates the smell because I've all my mother cleaned with it. I've always cleaned with it. And my daughter cannot smell, stand that smell, but I make her use it in her house, too. You've got to love the smell because that will clear everything out. But it's got to be the one in the black bottle. It can't be the one that has a floral scent or none of that stuff. It has to be that. That, ammonium, uh Murphy's Oil Soap is good. It has lemongrass and stuff in it, so that's good. Um, bleach is really good because what does bleach do? clears it out. It whitens things. It brightens things. So bleach is good, too. Uh, what about apple cider vinegar? Apple cider vinegar is fabulous, yes. All of um, sir, we have a question. Yes. We have a question that I didn't um I didn't ask yet. Somebody Lashonda on the on the site posted about changing the egg once a month. Is that your recommendation? For your money well, also it change it once a month? Oh, I see where Shonda said that. Yeah. Uh well it depends. On I will always go normally I will leave it sitting there for a month. Just leave I'll just forget about it and leave it there and then I'll get it and change it. But if you have had a lot of stuff going on, then I would change it once a week because it's going uh, to get full fast, you see. 
So if you've had a lot of issues and stuff going on, change it uh, once a week. And if it if it feels like it's an egg in there, then leave it sitting there because it ain't soaked up enough. But if it feels light, like it's an empty shell, then it's ready to be thrown. It's done took up all it can take. Okay. Brother King Justice says he never looks back when he does his crossroads work. Yeah. Well, I'm, it depends on what I'm doing, if I'm looking or not. If I'm looking for a sign, I'm going to stand there and find my sign. You see what I'm saying? So it all mm-hmm. depends on what I'm doing. If I'm throwing something there to leave it there, I don't look. I don't look at it because I don't want to bring it with me. But if I am doing a job and I need a sign, I'll sit there and watch it and see if I get my sign. And y'all, hear something. You know, sometimes folks will say, you know, well, how is there a spirit in in the... uh, Yeah, King said he don't look back if if he's taking something, and that's true. Uh, if, if you're leaving something there, then no, yeah. don't, you yeah. know, don't look back because what you're going to do is just draw it back to you. Right. But if you have a job to do and you're looking for an answer, oh, yeah, you can look in, the, in, in there. You know, and another thing is that you will realize that when you pay that crossroads spirit, when you go back the next day or go through there again, that money's not going to be there. It's just not. I don't know where it goes, but it's not going to be sitting there waiting for you. And another thing is, while we're talking about this, about removing something and throwing it in the crossroads, throw it somewhere that you don't travel a lot. Because if you don't, you're just going to come get right back in it again. Whatever you took off, you're going to come back to it again. So there are some some folks on here um, logged in as guests, and we don't know who Uh they are. Um, In Uh case they are, like, super beginners, can you tell them exactly what defines a crossroads? To me, it's a fork in the road, like a fork, like a road that goes down straight and cuts off into a fork, that could be considered a crossroad. And then it's like what's out in front of my house. It's in a cross. One road mm-hmm. crosses over another. Mm-hmm. Now, people will get into detail and train tracks and all that crap. A crossroad is a road that crosses across the other one. That is a mm-hmm. crossroad. And there's many all over the place. Just try not to work at one if you're removing stuff that is going to be traveled by you or your family. Because whatever you put there, whatever's not sucked under, is going to still be there. You're going to pick it up. And it's not dangerous to other folks? Or we don't worry about that? I don't think so. Uh, For the simple fact that most of the time, But I work at night, so I don't work in the daytime whenever people are out and about. But I will Mm -hmm. say this. 
there is a uh, a guy that works uh, over here, and I'm not sure what he does, but from his offerings that I've seen in the middle of the crossroads that he's using, he's either one a Palero or two. Uh, he's in Ipa because he will leave his offerings in the middle of the road. Now, one of my clients lived on that corner. Her whole world fell apart. Oh. And she came to me, and she and, and my daughter had already saw the stuff there, and she came and told me, Mama, there's a worker throwing stuff over here uh, by their trailer. And I said, well, who is it? She goes, well, I don't know who it is. And so... Hold on just a minute, King. I'm going to answer you, son. And so what happened was I told them, clean your trailer, clean the yard, clean the house. And, you know, put some mirrors and stuff up to protect your place, right? Do some cleansing for yourself. And so she didn't do it. She didn't listen to me. Yeah. Can you believe that? Didn't listen to me. So you know what happened? The trailer is sitting over there empty. It no longer belongs to her uh, because she couldn't pay her lot rent. So they took the trailer. She has Mm. nowhere to live now. (gasps) And her husband, who had got into some minor disturbances, is now locked up in prison. And King, to answer your question, son, it depends on the type of work. Apparently, whoever threw the watermelon with the candle and the clothes that they cut off of the person's back that they did cleansings with didn't lock the stuff down, and so it just run willy-nilly through everybody over there on that corner. And you know, that's another thing. Us as workers, we are responsible for the things that we do. And you see, all of that could have been avoided if that worker would have done what they were supposed to do. First off, you never throw nothing like that near somebody's home unless you're trying to get rid of them. And that's not what this Mm -hmm. was. Uh Uh-huh. This was cleansing work. The watermelon was an offering. Because it was loaded, it had stuff, and I looked at it. And then I cleaned that crossroads up, and I asked the spirit not to let them throw nothing else there, and so there's been nothing else thrown there. But the damage was already done. After three or four times, Trisha, they didn't tell me until after it had been done three or four times. And then when things started acting up, that's when they came and told me. You're supposed to take that stuff somewhere away from people. That's your responsibility as a worker. So I would Mm -hmm. say no. The crossroads does not uh, suck up everything or whoever did that didn't know what they were doing. One of the two. I've never had an issue where I throw my stuff. And I go back and forth through there sometimes. It doesn't bother me. But this wrecked havoc. 
on a whole family's life. Hmm. That's why it's important when people do this kind of work that they learn from somebody hands-on that knows what they're doing, especially when it's graveyard work or this kind of work. Or they've been explained how to do it, step by step. I'm just saying, you have to be responsible for the work that you do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think since we're talking about the crossroads. Let's yeah. talk about this. So we've talked about throwing stuff in the crossroads. What about going there and asking for something? You know, uh, and this is this is the truth. Whenever I was going to write, I uh, I wanted to make sure that I could get what I know on paper, where folks could understand, one, what I was trying to say, and two, where I could speak clearly and I could be myself, but then folks would still understand um, what I was trying to teach them through the books that I write. So I went to the crossroads right here by my house, and I did a little thing. And then I, the money book was the very first book that I ever wrote. And so the thing that you need to remember is that when you do something like that, you better be sure that that's what you want to do because I was like a crazy woman writing. I lost track of time that night, and I have a talent, and I have it here somewhere I put it up where I wouldn't uh, misplace it. Um, and, And I just stood there. And I remember I was standing there, and there wasn't a breeze blowing, and then the breeze started blowing. And then after that, uh, I uh, I just lost track of time. And I started uh, just writing on that paper like crazy, just writing all kind of stuff. And so don't ever doubt that that does not work, because it does work. You just have to be ready for whatever it is that you're asking for. You see? And so now here I am. I have, I don't know, 11, 12 books written. Plus, I have four or five that's on the back burner that I haven't even finished yet. Because I have that need to write. That's what I ask for. And so I I have that need. And I've seen people say this over and over and over again to me. Reading my books is just like me being there talking to them. So did I get what I wanted? I did get what I wanted. Did I did I get you know, did it did it really happen? It did happen. And so People who who uh, have have never done that kind of work, 
it's it's something. It's something to go there and ask for something, and then within days, whatever you ask for, it starts materializing. But you have to understand that you're just going to keep going and going and going and going until you achieve your goal. So uh, it's not uh, it's not something that you should take uh, lightly uh, to do that. I did that because I wanted to make sure uh, that I wasn't just Filling pages with words. I wanted the words to mean something, and so I think that that I uh, I uh, achieved my goal and got what I asked for. I never asked to be famous, uh, to be a famous writer. Uh, I never asked to uh, be international. That was not my goal. My single goal for doing that was to be able to put what I've been taught into words where it could help teach other people. So I achieved that goal. And I got what I asked for. Absolutely you did. And so many people say that, um, you know, reading your book, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I needed right now. I need to be able to do this right now. And it does totally feel like you're talking. Did you do that for your cards too? I did. I did. I did. Uh, and, and I prayed over those. When I was working on those cards, I prayed over and prayed over and prayed over. And, and the goal with those cards were simply to show folks what they needed to help them. And, you know, I've had people tell me, and, and people have emailed me and they have called me at times and say, Mama, something's wrong with your cards. They keep saying that I need a cleansing or I need this and I need that. And I say, well, did you do it? Well, no. Well, okay, then do it and let's see if it changes up. If it don't change up, then we have an issue. But, no, when they do what the cards tell them to do, it seems like things work out. That's how I prayed over those cards. You know, a real worker is going to pray over their stuff. They're going to pray over their books. They're going to pray over whatever their classes, whatever it is that they're doing so that the folks that are, are you know, investing their time, money, whatever it is, into this stuff is going to be able to benefit from it. You see? And the old folks will tell you if someone is not meant to hear something, no matter how you try to explain it to them, they're never going to hear it. You see? And so that always stuck with me. You know, and, and whenever I was uh, a young writer, you know, just starting out, I was like, well, Lord, you know, I don't want people to buy my books and not understand what I'm trying to say, you know, mm-hmm. and and not know uh, what I'm trying to tell them to help themselves, you know. And and so that was one of my goals, uh, to be able to write where folks could understand what I was saying and to write in a way, and, and I'm not one for a bunch of words. To me, words just, they get in the way and they start a bunch of mess. I like, excuse me, and no messing around. 
And a lot of people don't like me because of that, but I really don't care. I like me. Mm-hmm. I just think that whenever you fill up your space with a bunch of words and stuff, that after a while you don't even understand what you're saying. You see? So I just I just think that, you know, it's better just to get to the point and <clears throat> get yourself done and uh, do the best that you can do. And Mark got kicked off, Katie. He can't get back on. So I guess it's just me and you. Yeah. Poor thing. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) Um, He's trying. I had an experience. Okay, good. Good. Um, I had an experience with your cards, just like you were saying. I was doing a reading for somebody and, you know, I kept telling her cleansing. I kept telling her she was cross. And I said, you know, she had, we had a lot going on in her life. And I was like, someone is definitely throwing at you. Oh, no, no way. Like, they don't even know how. Well, like, we couldn't get away from that. That was definitely the answer. And once she did all the cleansings and could see what was going on, someone was absolutely throwing at her. No, they didn't know how. They hired somebody to do it. So, you know, the cleansing part, you've got to do the cleansing, and you're absolutely right. That was all she kept getting. And once you do it, it's like they move on to something else, you know? Unfortunately, you do. They will. uh, Yeah. But, yeah, those cards, really, those cards mean more to me than, than my book. As a matter of fact, um, when my book came out, I was happy when um, Mm -hmm. Peter, my dear friend, God bless his soul, uh, Mm -hmm. published that that workbook, I was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was excited and I was grateful. But when he published those cards, I fell apart because Mm -hmm. that is what I felt like I really, really, really needed to do. I needed to put something out there that would help folks who couldn't figure out what was going on with them or, or couldn't figure out how to help themselves. And so I called them conjure cards because that's what they are. You know, they help you uh, help yourself. And sometimes yeah. we have blocks and stuff, and we don't even realize that they're there. Oh, no. Hell, I've done that myself, you know. Uh, nobody is is above anything, you know, and, and nobody knows it all. And even I screw up sometimes, you know. It's human nature. Yeah. And so for me, the cards are a tool to help uh Work around things and find your way. So you, speaking of cleansing and needing cleansing, you said mm-hmm. you would mention to folks who are having a hard time getting moving, you know, just mm-hmm. you have to have faith, blah, blah, blah. You would mention a cleansing mm-hmm. for them. So mm-hmm. for the 2016, for those to name it and claim it, how should they get started with their cleansing? Well, I would start right now, Katie, in 2015 and get a broom, a small whisk, broom and use it daily mm-hmm. to uh, to cleanse yourself 
You see, brush yourself down. And hold on just a minute. Mark is really having issues here. He can't see the heat. I mean, he can't see what we're saying in the chat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yes, if you have, and, and, and I want to talk about this, too. I might as well finish talking. I've done talk the whole hour and a half, so I might as well finish this up. If you work at a job and you're around people, any kind of people, even your family can stress you out. And things start going uh, not right. It could just be a little bad day or something like that. Then you bring that home and you leave that on you, okay? Then tomorrow, it could just be anything. Somebody tips something off your desk. Somebody says something out of the side of their mouth. Somebody looked at you wrong that got you twisted, and then you bring that home, and you go about your your life at home, and everything's great, and everything's going good, you know, and happy-go-lucky, and then you go back to the job tomorrow, you still have not cleared that stuff off of you that happened the day before. Some other little something happens. So what happens is that builds on to what happened the first day, and then you just keep going and going, and then before you know it, you have a big old blow-up, or you want to leave your job, or you think someone's after you. Whatever it may be, you have to keep yourself brushed off with a brush, a candle, a broom, whatever you have when you are dealing with people daily. Rather than letting it all build up, and then whenever you're to the bottom of your row, Take you a big power cleansing bath or whatever mm-hmm. you do to cleanse yourself. Mm-hmm. Make it a daily habit. Get yourself good and clean. Take a good, strong cleansing bath or however you want to do it. Do your little reversal and get everything off and you're starting out fresh. Dress and bless yourself. Make sure you get the bottom of your feet and the crown of your head. Those are the two most important parts. And then the next day you start your day fresh, things cut up, it's okay, not a worry. You're going to come home, strip down, take your bath, brush yourself off first, then get in your good hot shower and clean your, clean your body and refresh your spirit. And then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. That's our problem. We forget that all the little things, Add up. Yeah. And what started out as a grain of sand can end up as a mountain because we just let them build and build and build. And I have never been one to let things just go because that's another thing. If someone does something that you don't like, then it's better just to say, hey, look, you know, you did this or you said that. Um, or I didn't like this, or whatever it may be, and then that just builds. And so that the next time they might have just, I don't know, bumped into you or whatever, and so you have let this little thing grow into this big old thing, and then before you know it, you're ready to tear their head off for some little silly something. 
So doing the the daily brush down or the daily candle cleanse, you're not going to feel immediate 100% relief. It's going to take a while to chip away at that mountain, huh? Well, that's why you have to do a good cleansing bath first. Mm-hmm. You know, do you a good cleansing bath, get yourself dressed, get yourself, you know, cleaned up, and then the next day that's when you start brushing yourself off daily. You see, and if you're out and about, if you, if you're, and especially if you're a worker, and you're mingling with other workers, make sure that you clean your shoes with some ammonia when you come home before you step in your door. Keep your spray bottle by the door, spray the bottom of them off, wipe them down, and then come in your house. Uh, because you don't never know, you know. And that could be with anybody on your job, too. You know, it's just a good idea to make sure that our feet are clean and that we keep ourselves cleansed. Do you want to, um, in case people don't know what you mean by dress yourself, do you want to um, talk about that? Okay, whenever I say dress yourself, and it can be as something as simple, <clears throat> excuse me, as a bottle of olive oil that you've bought at the dollar store, took the lid off of it and prayed Psalms 22, um, 23 into, then you have, well, you might need to pray 22 since that just popped out of my mouth. Uh, uh-huh. Somebody might need to pray it. Um, and then you take that, and when you get out of the bath, dry yourself off, dry your feet, start at your toes, put your little oil on your hand, come backwards from toe to heel, okay? And I do this every night, every single night that I take my bath, and I take a bath every night before I go to bed, um, I dress myself with oil and powder. And so dress the bottom of your feet. Make sure you get the crown of your head between your shoulder blades because if you have ever been um, really stressed, then you know that all that weight sits between your shoulders right there. And so always keep that dressed. Um, I'll bring all up up my legs, um, and I'll do my heart area and my hands uh, because I'm I'm a healer, and so my hands are always, you know, uh, working on other people. And so uh, it's important that my hands stay blessed. And then I'll do my forehead. I mean, those are all places that, and especially your feet, your shoulder blades, and the crown of your head. Those are places that if you're thrown at, that's where the hit sits. Um, and so make sure you keep those places clean and dressed. Sounds good. So we're cleansed, we're dressed, and then you name it and claim it. Yeah, you name it and claim it. Exactly. And daily you work towards it. <laughs> daily you realize some step towards that goal. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so get those money cans going. That is really important. If you can't find a can, use a bow. And I take shred or a pot. Whatever you got, you use it. Don't let nothing stop you from starting that can. And every day you work that can, 
every single day. And that way you draw not only the good uh, spirits of prosperity into your home, but you're also telling your ancestors and God and the spirits that walk with you that you are claiming it and you know that it's yours. And when you do that, then you're going to see a difference in yourself, in the things around you, uh, in your life in general. So one of the things that you said is to set small goals for yourself, and when you achieve that goal, then you set another goal. Um, Exactly. I'm wondering if there's anybody out there listening who wants to call in and you can help them figure out how to set those goals or maybe what's holding them back. Are you open to that? Sure. We have uh, nine minutes. I'll talk to somebody if we have a call. So, So if somebody out there needs some help figuring out how to name it, claim it, and realize it, give us a call, and um, Mama Star can help you out. Let me give you the number. It is 347-237-4264. That would be exciting. I'd like to see you help somebody out tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, like that a lot. And that is what, I, what this work is all about, is helping folks. Helping folks who need a helping hand. Really and truly, that's what it is. That is what this work is all about. It's helping those who need help. Yeah, and sometimes it's ourselves. Yes. Sometimes it's our family. And that's another thing. You know, and workers are the world's worst. You have to be able to admit that you need help when you need help. You know, and I'm bad about that. I will let my stuff go until it is just ridiculous. And it's not that I don't think that I need help or that I can do it all or nothing like that. I just don't put myself first. And a lot of workers are like that, you know. They They may be having some issues you know, going on with money or whatever. But instead of thinking of themselves, they're they're busy helping other folks, you see. And so us as workers, we need to keep ourselves uh, in, you know, our stuff moving too. And so sometimes we may have to ask somebody for help. King asked if the walls of Jericho work is good for the beginning of the new year, and it is. It surely is, King, and that's a good question. What the walls of Jericho does, for those who don't know the story about Jericho, Jericho was a town, uh, and it had walls built around it that nobody could go over it. They couldn't go under it. They couldn't get in it. They couldn't do anything. It was impossible. Nobody until Joshua. And God sent uh, Joshua there with instructions. And you can find this story in Joshua 6 in the Bible with instructions on how to tear those walls down. So the walls of Jericho is a very powerful work. And it works fast. And it's almost like your spirit has just been uplifted 
and everything that was there is just torn away. And so you have a fresh start, okay? And like I said, it's in Joshua 6. It's explanatory um, how to do it, uh, and it's really good uh, for removing blocks, stubborn blocks that you can't get off the walls of Jericho will uh will get it done quick and in a hurry. Um, and so that is a very powerful work and really everybody, everybody should do that work. If you've had things going on um in your life and and you're just you just seem like you cannot get past it, then that is definitely a work for you. Now, I didn't say it was an easy work. (laughs) I didn't say it was easy. Because you really have to put your stamina into it and you have to pray. And the very first time, you have to walk around seven times, say the prayer seven times the very first day. But the thing is that you decrease over those days and then before you know it, you feel like you're Spirit is just been uplifted and you're fresh and you're new. Folks need to do that at least once a year. Hmm. At least hmm. because it is a true road opening block busting work. And Kenya's saying that he feels drained afterwards, physically after he does it. Some people do. Like if they don't keep uh they don't keep up uh with uh with their you know with their stuff or they they have a big build up you will feel it because it will suck it right out of you right right so you're familiar with whatever is holding you down and when it gets lifted you feel like lightheaded and feel weird like that's the thing you're familiar with and now it's gone i call it refreshed right you Mm see your spirit feels refreshed and and new, and then of course it's important that every time you do that work for those days, uh, you have to dress yourself because right. every day that you do it, you're pulling stuff off of you. Remember when we did it in New Orleans, Katie? You oh, remember? absolutely! I remember. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. that was something else. That changed a lot of folks and uplifted a lot of folks. Oh, good. It was a little bit difficult for me because the room was really big, and I I needed to move around. I wanted to be jumping. I wanted to be moving quicker, and it was a little hard because it felt like a little too controlled for me. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, in that situation where it's that many people, uh, but that is, and you know, they do it in church. That's where I learned that at, in church. You know, who would have thought? But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's a lot of works in the Bible that folks don't know, you know. Um, And it's there. Uh, And and I think that, that, um, and someone was saying today, or maybe it was last night, I had some uh, clients over here last night, like maybe it was one of them that said, you know, me being a Christian, but being a conjure worker too, I have a different view of the Bible, and I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And I think that all conjure workers do, you see. Uh, we realize that that Bible is there to help us, you know, to get our jobs done, whatever it is that we need to do. We also realize that churches are made by man. And so, therefore, uh, I don't take anything uh, that that I I learned, you know, uh, for granted. And and I am a Christian, and I was raised a Christian, you know, being a blind or loose one. Um, And I say loose because I think all conjure workers are. We have our own mode. We have our own way of doing things that we're taught, you know, in our in our families growing up, especially if, if you grew up in a southern home, you're just taught these. Now, it's not called conjure work. We're not told, well, you know, if you pray the Isaiah 41, uh, all kind of good stuff is going to come to you, and then you're going to have God's protection. We're not told that. We're told, you know, pray the Isaiah 41, you know. And so you get used to doing these things, and then as you get older, you realize that those those works are there to help us. And you just you just grow into it, you see. And so it doesn't seem odd uh, because that's what you grew up with and you're used to it. But then, you know, there's folks that, that wasn't raised like that. And so this is all new to them. And and so uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Old Testament. I don't know a lot about the New Testament, and I'll be the first one to say it. I was never taught the New Testament. I was always taught the Old Testament, and that's what I work with, and that's uh, what I go to when I need something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I need help, I'm, I'm going to get into the Old Testament and find a way to help myself or to help my clients or to help a family member or whoever it is. But the walls of Jericho, for someone who is not used to working with their Bible, that's a good place to start. And I say working with the Bible because that's what you're doing. You are working with the Bible. Um, yeah, you've, you've got some really good techniques for folks who are just dabbling with it, just you know, sticking their toe in. You've got some really good techniques. Um, one that I like a lot is the old bibliomancy. You ask a question, you flip through, you wait till you feel, you know, where you're drawn, point there, and just keep reading until you get your answer. Your answer is there. Isn't that fabulous how that works, Katie? Who would have thought of that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I have my grandma's uh, old Bible that my granddad gave her when they got married back in, Jesus, I don't know, 1800-something. But uh, in that Bible, she's got little pages turned down. She's got stuff in there that I'm not, little brown envelopes, little paper brown envelopes. I have not looked at them, and I'm not going to, because that was her own personal stuff, you know. But I have read some of the places that she's got folded down, you know, or Mm -hmm. got like a little faint pencil mark by and so, basically, what what is happening is that, like old uh, folks, you know, if you were if you had an issue with a, a family member, you put them in that Bible, baby. 
you see? Mm. And so that literally is conjure work, but nobody called it that, you see? It's just something mm-hmm. you did. If you had an issue, put them in the Bible, pray on them, and boom, you know, things are moving forward in the right direction, you see? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, you know, some people don't know about the Bible. They just need to go slow and just, you know, pay attention. Start with the Joshua 6, the Isaiah 41, you know. You mentioned um, Psalm 22 in parentheses Yeah, I said Psalm accident. 22. I don't even know what Psalm 22 is. Do you? Can I read it? Can I read it? Maybe it will resonate with somebody or all of us. Yes. And I would like people you to weigh in on the chat room. Okay. Yes. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, I am not silent, but thou art holy. Oh, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh, that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan that beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the God. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye that seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindred of the nation shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All that he, all they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for the generation. 
they shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this. What do you make of that? So this, it's basically a prophecy. Mm-hmm. To me, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, to me, okay, so this is similar to what I was, this is the Psalm of David. Um this is kind of what we were talking about earlier about you know we we say that uh we trust in in our god our spirit but then when when things don't move as fast as we think that they should move then we lose faith you see and to me uh-huh. this is talking about and it's telling you, in you our ancestors put their trust. So therefore we know that our ancestors trusted and believed in a higher power. They believed that they would be delivered, you see? And so what did I say? If we don't have faith, and you cannot take these this so literally. You have to, right. and we were just uh, talking about this, you have to... Read it, you see, and you have to pick out the pieces. So to me, listening to you read this, it tells me that someone it has blocks and has bound themselves. Mm-hmm. You see, and we all know David was a was a great warrior and great in battle. You see what I'm saying? So. Take this, and I think I know exactly who this was meant for. Um, take this and listen to it. Go back and reread it, y'all. And um, pick up uh, where Katie left off, but go slow and really pay attention to what it's talking about. And yes, like King said, having faith in God no matter what is going on in your life. And that's true, and that's what we've basically been talking about all night long. But not only God, you have to trust and believe in your ancestors and the spirits that walk with you also because they are there to guide y'all. And and I'm going to tell y'all, and I believe this, and here we go again with this Christianity stuff, but I believe that God sometimes lets us go um, just to see how far we're going to go, how far we're going to travel, how far we're going to take whatever we got going on in our life, you know. And so, therefore, we need our ancestors. We need the spirits that walk with us to to guide and lead us in the right directions that we're supposed to go in our life. And, yes, we have to have faith. And that is a strong thing, and I think a lot of people, and myself included, I, I'm not excluded from this, you know, nobody is. Uh, when we when we just let stuff build up on us, we lose our faith, you know. And all through the Bible, you hear tales of people, you know, saying, Lord, you've forsaken me. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Maybe we didn't have the faith that we needed and claimed what we, what we were supposed 
to have as ours. If you don't claim it, you ain't going to get it. And that's the truth. And that's what I kept hearing was the unworthiness. That's what I kept hearing was the unworthiness. That's not true that, like, everybody was making fun of him and turning their back on him and stuff. That was internal. That was his perception. That was his own perception. And that's another thing. Perception is a tricky thing. Y'all didn't know I knew that big word, huh? Perception (laughs) is tricky. Y'all better listen to this. Whatever you see, always question it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the way you see it, someone else may see it different. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So always Mm -hmm. stay on your toes. Stay open. And don't think that every little thing has come uh, to attack you or to be on top of you or to stop you or, or whatever, you see. So we have to do cleansings. We have to name it and claim it. If you want to be prosperous in this new year. Katie? Yeah. Yeah, Katie, I've talked for almost two hours here. It is 841. (laughs) But it's not just prosperous financially, prosperous in health. Prosperous in love, prosperous in joy, all of these things. Exactly. In every aspect of your life, because that's what prosperous means. Prosperous is having everything that you need in your life or that you want in your life. Prosperity, good health, a good home life. Happiness for your children, all of that leads to a prosperous life. King is funny. He's getting a, his soul is getting a full meal deal tonight. I know. I love King. I love him. I love that kid. And Gary asked a question, and so his question was about the crossroads, about collecting mm-hmm. dirt. Okay. Now I was taught and I ain't saying this the right way or the only way, I'm just saying this is how I was taught, to take dirt from the four corners of the crossroads. Um, and I'll even take some rocks. Because you know the dirt that they pack those those uh, corners with, they have little rocks in them. And I'll take some of that too. And then once I get it, you know, get it all gathered up, I will mix it all together. Uh, unless I'm doing a work uh, where I'm trying to, stop something or stop somebody, then I will simply get the dirt from the stop signs, simply, and use that dirt most of the time in a jar work because I really like uh, working with jars uh, or in a box. I I love container work, Um, and uh, I'll use it for that. But if it's just in general, like for road opening work or whatever, I'll get it from the four corners, and I just mix it all up. And I have been known to take my broom in the middle of the night in the dustpan and go in the center and sweep up a little bit of dirt if I was doing uh, a special job. It's not Mm -hmm. really dirt. It's more dust. Mm -hmm. But the corners, you can get you some good 
some good dirt off the corners. And he also asked, how would you pay for it? Oh, I just throw some change in the center. You know, some people mm-hmm. say pennies, some people say dimes, some people, some people say nickels. I just throw some, whatever I have, I'll take it out of my money can, y'all. For okay. the simple reason that I am paying spirit for all the good things that they have done for me. And I'll just reach in my money can and take a little change out and, and I'll chunk that out. I don't even look at it and, and put it in the crossroads. And it's always worked for me. Am I saying that's the right way? Hell, I don't know, but it works for me. So it might work for you. I'm not too much for putting down rules and regulations. All this do's and don'ts, that takes up too much time. There's only a few things that I think that are necessary, and one is to believe in your higher power God, your God, or whatever it is that you worship, your ancestors most assuredly, and the spirits that walk with you. And know for a fact, a fact, that when you ask for something, it's yours once you claim it. You just got to sit back and wait for it to come to you. Those things I know and those things I believe in. And they work for me all these years. I suppose they'll keep on working. I suppose they will. <laughs> while while we've got a handful of folks in the chat room, I wonder if I could ask you all, um, I think it's actually kind of nice to just hear Mama Star's lessons, her experiences. Um, I wonder if I could ask you all to weigh in um, on any guests that you would like to see in the upcoming year, any topics that you would like covered. Do you like having back to basics, just Mama Star? So maybe you all can um, weigh in on that for me. I would really appreciate that would help us planning for the year. And you've got a question. Um, the Walls of Jericho. Oh, you already answered it. There you go. There you go. So um, you said about 20 minutes ago, Oh, we want Robert Lucas. Okay. He called in a couple weeks ago. It was funny stuff. If you missed it, Gary, it was two weeks ago, the show that Janice White was on. You can listen to the recording. That was really good. Yeah. Um, So you said about 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, that we needed to wrap it up. Well, we got 10 minutes. We done did almost two hours. We might as well go ahead and finish. Might as well. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. Um, okay, good. I can dust off some questions that I've had for you for a long time. Oh, I'm sure you do, Katie girl. I'm sure you do. So um, I've got a fun one. Okay. What would you like to see written on your gravestone? Well, I've never really thought about that. I don't know. I really don't know. I've never thought about it. I assume a combination of what everybody really feels. I guess. Hell, I don't know. I'm, I've just never. I've never thought about that. What do you most? You know, but you know, in the old days, they used to put uh, like sayings, 
And on one of my family's graves, like back from the uh, early 1800s, um, there was a thing, um, something similar, and I put it in the ancestor book on the front page, but it goes something like, um, where the flowers lie, or, you know, the flowers lie here, or something like mm-hmm. that. That's that's cool, you know. It doesn't matter to me, really, because I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. Mm. The most important okay. thing for me is to know that I've done a, a good job, I think, you know, that I've done what I'm supposed to do. I think that's important to me. With your family, with your life, with with my with family, with all my kids, you know, with my, you know, all my kids I've gathered up over the years, you know, uh, just with everybody that I come in contact with. I think that's what's really important to me, that I've done what I'm supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. you know me, Katie, I really don't give a damn what people think about me. I don't care. I'm just me. And I have a job to do, and that is teaching and helping folks that need help, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, if you like me, you like me, and if you don't, well, then you don't. I'm cool with that because I might not like you either, you know. And so that's just the way I've always been. I don't believe in putting on airs. I'm not going to be with you one way and be behind your back and be another way. No, I'm not like that. You know, so I really don't care what people think about me. It's what I think about me that matters. And that's mm-hmm. what it should be with everybody. It doesn't matter what uh, what other folks think of you. It's what you think of you. Because in the end, what you think of you is what really makes your life work, you see. Right. That's how you operate, how you think of yourself. Exactly. If you think that you're nothing, then you're going to be nothing. If you think that you're the bomb, but everybody else thinks that you're nothing, baby, you're going to be the bomb because you're going to carry yourself with that feeling, you see? And you'll demand that people treat you that way. Right. Right. Their effects of what they think about you is not going to bother your spirit. Uh, because you daily are telling your spirit, hey, looky here, I'm all this, and I got it together, and I'm moving forward, and I'm going to do the best that I can do in my life and be the best that I can be, then you've got it going. It ain't nothing going mm-hmm. on but good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can have these folks over here that think you're full of shit or whatever they think about you, but that's not bothering you, you see. When you start letting what other people think of you bother you, then you're in trouble. You're in big trouble because you're feeding that mess to your spirit. And you ain't going to please everybody, you know. You're just not. It's not humanly possible. Haters go, hey, you know, that's just how it is. Right. And so you take the people that you're close to and the people that love you and the people that care about you and that you love and that you care about, and you make that grow, you see? And so you don't worry about the people that don't like you 
you begin to care about the people that do, you know, and then you want to help them and you want them to do uh, good in their lives, you see. Ooh, I like it. I like it. A special lady, mother, and caregiver who's sweet and mild, but have the spirit that will run your devils back in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet, Mark. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. True. You know. You know. You know, ain't nothing all sweet all the time, you know? And I can't say that I'm sweet all the time. Because I can be a hot mess, and I know that. I can be a hot mess if I have to be. I don't like to be, but I can be. I much rather prefer to be, you know, good, easy going, laid back, chilling, you know. And I like being around the people that I care about. Those are the most people to me, whether it's my flesh and blood or just kids that I took in, you know. And I have a lot of them, a lot. Mhm. A lot, a lot. Yeah, and they mine. You know, they my kids. They might not be my flesh and blood, but they belong to me. <laughs> oh my Lord, Mark is never going to forget that. <laughs> I got a knife in the purse. Don't get too deep here. (laughs) That's sweet. So, Monica, what do you you want to talk about over the next year on the show? What sorts of topics do you want to cover? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I don't care. As long as it's helping people and doing work and teaching, I don't care. I'm good with it. We talk about whatever. You run this show anyway, Kathy, so we talk about whatever you think we need to talk about. You're the one answering the questions and stuff. I mean, and asking the questions and stuff. So we'll just go with the flow. Make your list and we'll answer them. We'll talk about it. We'll pick a subject. This was a good subject tonight. I'm just sorry that Orion was not able to be here, you know? Yeah. But it was a good huh. subject. You know, oh, and absolutely. I think next show, next show, when we have folks here and, and y'all spit it out if this is good for y'all. Next show that we talk about love, not just mm. love, being in love, but love, period. You say self-love, love of another, you know, yeah. just love in general. Um, and I think that that will be a good show because I do think that there are a lot of folks that don't know how to love themselves, you see. And so I think that if we don't love ourselves, then in ways we are blocking ourselves from being the things that we want to be. And so I think that that will be a a really good show. I think that's a really big problem, and I think that... um... I think that your 22nd Psalm really addressed to that as well. Lack of yes. self-love is a big issue. And you know, you know, uh, and, and not only, not only love, but also self-esteem. 
yeah. being in control. You know, when we have, and I don't want to get into this too much. We only got four minutes. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about it on the next show. Uh, if we have issues with, and I've seen this over and over and over again, if we have issues with ourselves, then that makes us want to control everything and everybody around us. It makes us want to always, always be in control and be on top of every single thing. You see what I'm saying? Because we always, right, we, and it is exhausting, and we always have to have everything our way, and we're always right. And the reason that it happens like that, I think, is because you really have no control, you see? You have no control over your spirit. You have no control over your home. You have no control over what's going on in your life. So when you get the chance, what's the first thing you do? Try to take total control of everything. And when we don't love ourselves or we don't know how to love ourselves, then we're not in control of anything. You know, and that's when everything just starts going crazy and nothing seems to work or it'll work for a little while and then it falls apart. You know, and we all have things in our lives that have caused us to be one way or another. But we're not right. children anymore, you see. And so you have to start letting go of all that bullshit and you have to understand that the only person that you have to please is God your ancestors, and yourself. And we only have 90 seconds. I have talked for two hours. I cannot believe this. <laughs> it was good stuff. <laughs> it was really good stuff. Um, and that thing about trying to control everything, like if you don't have enough respect in yourself, you want people to mirror that respect to you that you don't have inside. So if I can exactly. feel your power and his power and her power, then it makes me fluffy and it makes me look sparkly and shiny so everyone will appreciate me because I don't appreciate my own damn self. Exactly. So now, folks, y'all know what is coming for next show. And we're out of time, Katie. I'm fixing to pray us out. Oh, Perfect. Let's all hold hands. We'll see y'all next time, y'all. I call on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I call on our ancestors and the spirits that walk with us. I ask that you guide and lead each one of us here in this show tonight in the direction that we must go. Lead us to the fountain that's going to fill our spirit. Lead us to the knowledge that we need to learn to love ourselves, and to be all that we can be. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. See you January 21st. All right. Love you, Katie. Love you, Mama Star. Love you, Mark.
Then you burn. 